commander style. <laughs> nah, but I know I know what I meant. So yeah, well, the Washington Redskins. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Indian style is just not okay. Sorry, because I'm definitely a native Negro, and I, I apologize if I offended any of my native um, Negroes and brothers and sisters out there. I this mean, said native Negroes. Where the Navajo, Seminole, yes. Cherokee, Blackfoot, and the rest of them. There's more too, you know what I'm saying? But the ones I know off the top. Everybody with a curl texture pattern think they native. Now, see, I like I like that joke because I'm a, I like I really like I love that joke because there's truth to that. At least I be have at least I got the facts to support the claim. You know, my mama got Indian. That's it. Now that's a fact. I'm just glad I got evidence to support my claim. My great grandma literally. There's a picture. <laughs> this nigga chef don't know we record. Yeah, we recorded. No. I seen the picture. My great grandmother was part of the tribe. First Negro. Oh, boy. It's, it's fat. On, on both sides. What tribe, bro? On, on both sides. I mean, it definitely uh, either Cherokee or Iroquois. Like, no cab is one of the two. As long as you ain't say a tribe called Quest, that's nice. you. Are. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Okay. One of the two. Like what tribe? Sally I'm going to do the homework on it soon, actually, but it's, it's one of the two. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah. By default, she don't think of me. I thought she was an Indian. But that's a, that's definitely a fire joke that I used to that I would hear you before. We can't hear you, Chef. People be doing this whole like, oh, trace back my background DNA shit and be finding like, oh, I'm seven percent black, four percent this and that. <laughs> See, I told you I was black. But I think I ain't gonna lie, bro. I think that's your low key cap, bro. I mean, I, I'm I'm fifty. I'm I'm. Ancestry. I don't know how to. Com, it makes sense though. I'm conflicted I mean, on it, but it's, it does it make sense, sense that, cause because that's how yes, DNA we works. All have like. That's we how all, DNA works. We all generated from something, but I just feel like the stuff they be pulling out be like. You be hearing, I be hearing people talking. They be like, "Oh, I found out I was more black than I was white." Like, that's a real thing. Well, it's possible, and especially let's be let's be honest. As as it's, it's, I ain't, I ain't gonna be. I'm not trying to be the guy wanna, to pull your car. I'm not trying to be the guy to pull y'all car. But being being niggas from Rochester, y'all already know how the whole mixy thing works. What so you mean can, with the mixy thing? Think about it this way. Imagine if we didn't have ancestry DNA, right? And we were just, let's say we're born in like the 1300s, 1200s. So we don't quite understand how DNA works. Yeah. You can, all you got to do is look around and see how many people of different races are mixing and mingling and wonder, okay, 300, 400 years from now, are they going to wonder, am I 0.5% such and such? Like, yeah, now that's. That's, real. that's how people end up like 1% or 5% people, or whatever. Like those people who go back, oh yeah, my great 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 grandmother was white, but everybody else in our right. family is Mexican. Yeah. Niggas then be. what percentage <laughs> of white you think she going to be? It's not going to be 30. That's that's real <laughs> shit. I mean, you right. And it does make sense. But sometimes I feel like it's just a reach. Nah. Because at the end of the day, you don't, you don't know. I can't wait till this you nigga chef. Eight generations ago, you ain't got no tracks of that. They ain't keeping no tracks of that. No, that's how that's how science works. Right. There's little genetic differences between the races. That's why they're able to look and be like, "Oh, you have genetic markers from X." Yeah, like DNA does that. The same the same thing that's gonna stop you on Law and Order SVU is the same shit that they use to be like, "Oh, you're point five percent, right? Whatever." Niggas be gonna be one point five percent Bigfoot and be mad when they find out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think it's just. <laughs> I think niggas just don't want to believe in nothing. 
<laughs> I think this is a bigger problem that us as niggas we be skeptical of everything. Like it don't matter. You can show them the Carfax. You can show them how it work. Niggas just for some reason. It, I feel like it's more fun to be conspiracy theorists. It is fun. It is more fun because you don't want to believe it's true. Oh yeah, phone check. Let's go ahead and uh, put everybody's phone on vibrate. Put the vibration. But um. Where was I going? Oh, yeah. Y'all talking about Ancestry DNA. I, I had a, a nice break, a nice vacation, bro. Like, this this break that we took, it, it worked out well for me. I took, a, I took a trip, went to meet a lot of people on my dad's side of the family. I noticed, by the way, I noticed there's a trend on the internet of, uh, like, people asking people how many people are close to their di- dad's side of the family. And I noticed that that's like within the black community, that's like a thing where like nobody really knows their dad's side of the family like that. Even people who like grew up, you know, mom and dad, both in the home or whatever. For some reason, people are a lot closer to their mom's side of the family than their dad's side of the family. A lot of the time. Yeah, that's the thing. But that's interesting that like I never knew that I didn't grow up with my pops. So I didn't have, you know, even that as an option. But I would think that people who grow up with a mom and dad in the house, like the dad is going to eventually see his siblings. Nigga going to eventually see his cousins. He going to eventually. But it seemed like as men tend to get older, they tend to drift further than women do from family. Like even with my even with my son, like even though like my dad is there, my dad family there, I'm involved with my dad family, like. They just more distance than his his mom's side of the family. They're more just active and involved. You know what I mean? Where my dad's side of the family is like, oh, I see you every three years when you come visit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's just, I don't know how, how that works, it, but that is true. How does that happen, though? Cause, and it's so weird to me because, mm-hmm. okay, I started looking at it. I'm like, is it a personality type thing? Like, is it, okay, is it a, a, a male-female thing? But then I was like, okay, those dads, it's not like they got all brothers. They got sisters, too. So you mean to tell me them kids are close to that side of the family, but his kids are not like, it's so weird to me how that always works out. Not always, but for a lot of yeah, people, no, I'm it. seeing online that that's like a common thing. I just think like with a I male mean, thing, when we get to like a certain age, you just get to that point where it's just like, bam, you just branch off and you start your own kingdom. You know what I mean? Like you live your life. And I think sometimes that just becomes a lot separate from like, being family oriented you know what i mean like that makes sense you know what i mean you just like all right and now i'm older you know what i mean i love my dad but it's like hey dad i gotta go do my thing i gotta start my family blah 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 i'm going this way where women tend to it's like they feel obligated to just stay sticking around you know what i mean they mom and they dad or, you know dad pays for college and stuff like that most times us especially i'm not gonna say like racist thing but us black men like our dad ain't paying for no college. You know what I mean? Like that's a conversation I've seen recently online too. There was a there was a reality show, and it was a shout video out to the clip. brothers that pay for college though. Yeah, it was it was a video clip. It was a video clip of two families, and it was a black family and a white family. And the black family was telling you know the kid, hey, you need to go ahead and graduate. You need to make sure that you you know uh, get this degree, do what you're supposed to do, get this job. And to be honest, it's about time for you to move out, do your own thing, this and that. And mm-hmm. that's the that's the speech they were giving their kid, right? Mm-hmm. And then they panned over to the white family, and the white family was telling the kid, 
um, you know, hey, take your time. College is a time for self-exploration. You know what I'm saying? You, you're you not supposed to have it all figured out. You're only 26. You're da-da-da-da. And it was like the way that the conversation was going, which is so starkly, like, completely different. The idea of, like, you know, the aunt was like, well, I didn't move out of my, my parents' home till I was 32. Right. You know, I didn't know that I was going to go into politics, and I'm a senator now. And all these different things of, like, you know, life will happen when it happens. But with the black family, it was like, nigga, get it how you live and get it now. Like, it was just interesting watching the parallels. Like, I think that's part of what you're talking about because when you look at a lot of situations in our community, like, we got homeboys. We saw, like, around when was it it that a lot of your homeboys left the crib and, like, jumped off the porch? That's 18, 19, like, and that's, like, a very regular thing. That's funny because it's, like, when I feel like growing up, one of the biggest contradictions is like women mature faster than boys or, or girls mature faster than boys, which is like, it's just weird because as, as a, as a boy growing up as a man, it's like early, you're kind of pushed out there to like, you know what? You got to figure it out. You know what I mean? Ooh, like you can't yeah. just move on to you. You got to actually go get it. You know what I mean? And it's, it's just funny how we as, 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 as boys turn into men have to kind of go through that. Where it's like when you're a, a girl turning into a woman, it's like you still have that, you know, you still have that family support. You know, you, your mom still got your back. She's still going to help you through stuff. But when yeah. you're like a man, it's like, all right, you know what? I'm 18. I got to either gotta help at least my have mom a job. pay this rent, you know, things like that. Yeah. I got to go get a job. You got to cut that grass. You got to be more of a provider early. And I think that's why men, us men te- seem to kind of like fall back when it comes to responsibility. Because it's like, man, like. I feel like I grew up too fast. You know what I mean? I still want to do kids stuff. You know what I mean? I still want to have fun. It's, it's the feeling. That's that's a good point. It's the feeling. But it's also the fact that when you do get pushed out earlier, you fall behind faster. True. Too. Because I'll say this. In a situation where the parents are able, like, we're only talking about situations, you know, not we're not talking about precious. We're not talking about situations where, you know, abstract poverty and all of that type of stuff. People who live in, you know, uh, uh, the wire, uh, uh, Baltimore level like that. We're not talking about no, that. just middle class, like just maybe like lower middle class, middle. Yeah. Lower middle class. Like if if your folks are in the place where they can offer you housing, yeah. you know, there's a tendency for people to be more comfortable and willing to do that for their female children before their male children or like even the idea of covering a phone bill yeah like i remember in high school i knew dudes who paid their own phone bill before i knew women did or like just little things like that like in high school i remember that that would be like something i'll hear like let's say i know two siblings a male a male and a female who you know same mother same father Mm. the male is paying his own bill the female doesn't have to. And they're telling the male, well, we need to teach you responsibility early. And that's like the idea of it. And then when you go into school, I remember for a period of time, I worked in financial aid, right? Working in the financial aid department and being somebody who was just active on campus and knew a lot of people, you would see a lot of situations where a lot of the male students had a lot less help. They had a lot like they had to get jobs. They had to get this. They had to get that. Mm. And a lot of the women I knew, they had jobs. Now, don't get me wrong. They they were hustlers. They had jobs. They had this. They had that. But a lot of those situations weren't out of necessity. Like their paycheck was going to shoes and trips and this and that. And the families, even if I knew multiple siblings, the families would be more willing to give their funds over to the, the, the daughter 
and they'll look at the sun and be like, you got to figure it out because that's just the way the world works. Yeah, for for sure. In the black, I mean, in the black home, just speaking to, to what you guys are saying, that's, I definitely see that being true, that the boys and the men were groomed, not in every situation, obviously, but in the majority of situations groomed to, like you said, get out there and figure out um, reality and life faster than the girl. Like after a certain point, you were going to be looked at for a lack of a better term, like as a, a bum ass person, <laughs> bum ass nigga at their crib, eating up all their food, uh, running up their bill, but you're not either contributing or getting your own money. Like, uh, Chris even, Tucker, Chris even, Tucker. Even your own parents uh, appreciate you getting a goal and to get a paycheck and still support you while you do your thing. You Chris Tucker said that on his stand up when he did Def Comedy Jam. He was like, uh, you ever notice that when you in high school, you walking around, you your mama's baby. And then one day, all of a sudden, you some nigga on the couch. <laughs> I, I do remember this. And he was yeah. like, you know, all yeah. of a sudden they doing little passive aggressive shit, like leaving army brochures on your pillow. Like, <laughs> that's probably facts too. That is funny, man. Like situations like that, like we find you know humor out of the pain, but in reality, when you're looking at those situations and you're like, why is it that you know this woman is you know 26, 27, 28, and she has you know, five thousand, six thousand, seven thousand dollars in her savings account. She's able to do these things. She's able to make these moves or whatever a lot more comfortably. And you're yeah. looking at this her male counterpart who grew up in the same household, had the same parents, had the same whatevers. You're looking at those a lot of those situations, a lot of them are not built equally. Now of course there's a lot of people that do fall through the cracks and we're not speaking about those, yeah. but specifically that is a thing. Like mm-hmm. I had to catch myself because I'm one of those people who if you were to interview me, let's say 10, 12 years ago, right? Mm. And, you know, I'm uh, in my late teens and you're asking me, well, h- hypothetically, you have uh, a 16 year old daughter and a 16 year old son. And, you know, um, you have the ability to pay one of their way through college. Who are you paying through? Instantly, you're saying daughter. Because in your mind, you're like, you're st- oh, my son got it. Because yeah. in your mind, you're like, well, he's going to be a man, he'll be straight. Because that's the thing that we do. It's the same as, you know, women and children first and all of that. In our minds, we do this thing with the young boys, with especially within our own community. We look at them and we, we automatically think, he got it. He'll be He'll all right. He'll figure it out because he has to. Right. But um, reason I even jumped into that, man. Um, like I said, I took my trip, took a pilgrimage, went and uh, met a lot of my family from my pop side. And it was dope. You know, took a trip out to Boston. Um, as a Laker fan, still fuck Boston forever, and that's just how it's going to be for the fuck rest yeah. of my life. Nah, but you're a beaner, Reggie. Don't ever tell me no damn <laughs> Nah, like, never that. Nah, it's, 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 it's love. The people I met were dope, mm. to be honest. They're all, um, a lot of them are in the age range of, like, between the, you know, 22s and, and, and 29, and it was just dope seeing, you know, these people that got genuine love for you just fuck with you yeah. just off no, the strength of different. oh no. you are cousin like yeah now what similarities did you see in your family because you know when you get around family and if you spend an extended amount of time or even a short amount of time you're like oh i see how we relate i see how we relate it off of, off of a joke or the way they done did something with my cousins not as much with my siblings i caught on to certain things okay like there were a lot of my siblings that i'd never met before mm-hmm. you know um <clears throat> and being around them you, I started to catch on to like just little, 
you know, side comments, little like gestures, mannerisms, little, and mannerisms, stuff like and I was yeah. like, oh, okay, so this must be a shit. This must be like a genetic thing. Yeah, and um, especially seems like we're a funny group of people, and I was like, oh, this is a thing, and the way yeah. that we talk, even the cadence and stuff like that, is is similar. Okay, so I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's dope because you bond that build bonding. You feel me when you start to figure out you more like. Your your um your sibling more than you knew, especially if you y'all grew up apart. You feel me? Nah, most definitely stuff like that. I feel like is important. Like for a long period of time, I feel like um I never saw importance and stuff like that, and mostly because you know that comes from having a small family unit where it's just me, my mom, my brother, my sister. And it's just us. Right, right. So for us, we're like, well, we've always been good and this is just what it is. This is how it is and this is what we need and we're just going to be good that way. But after experiencing that, it did open my eyes a little bit and it did make me feel... Um, it made me happy that I finally took that step, but it did kind of bother me because you start to think of all the years that you missed... Mm-hmm. And that led to a lot of other personal thoughts where it's like, damn, I already am somebody who thinks about things before I make decisions, right? Yeah. Like, you know, being, I feel like anytime as a man, you reach like 26, 27, 28. Yeah. And, you know, you don't have four or five random kids littered around in different states or different countries or whatever. And you, you reach this age and you look at yourself and you're like, okay. Clearly, I've led my life with some sort of decorum, some sort of control of myself, this and that. But you start to appreciate, damn, I'm not putting that type of trauma on no kid. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And that's that's that is important to be mindful of that because we don't we don't think about that. But that's a that's a big thing in our community as well. These traumas of, you know, being used to having what that shouldn't even be a term, but it is hood twins and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yo, you know, we got the same dad, but our mom's different. You know what I'm saying? That's going to happen, but it's just extremely too more, prevalent. It's extremely prevalent, prevalent in our community, probably more than most. That's why, like, to yeah. back you know off, like, what you guys are saying, it's just kind of funny how, like, too, when it comes to, like, when a relationship, like, when you meet a girl, you know what I'm saying? Like, especially if it's that type of girl where it's like, okay, her dad's been there. You know what I mean? He paying for this, paying for that, getting her through college. And it's like, when you a person that came up from, like, having nothing, you used to the struggle. So you, you know, you, you, you finally getting your way out of that struggle and you meet a girl who is like, all right, you know, she seemed to be a lawyer. She's doing good for herself. But it becomes a problem or situation in a relationship where it's like she's not used to that struggle. So yeah. if we got to eat noodles for a week, that might be where she's like, all right, I got, I bailing, you know what I mean? Because like, I ain't used to this. Like, and that's, that happens a lot. Of girls, yeah, like, no, nah, that's like, real. This ain't, you know, I ain't used to this, da, da, da. So like, that's overwhelming. a lot of relationships, but. It's just it's that's stuff that you got to talk about early on, though. It that's, is, that's why I'm a big person on like seeing seasons in people, and that's not, not just you know dating. I feel like in friendships and stuff like that, you need yeah. to learn. Like we've been around each other for so many years, we know the different seasons. Like right. we know, okay, when this nigga get mad, he get like this. When this nigga's upset, he feel like this. When yeah. he get, like, I feel like people don't take that time with significant others enough to learn. Okay, these are the different ways that this person does these things. But speaking of significant others, I do want to say this. Um, For those who've been listening for a while, you know, this is clearly we're going into season four. This is our opener. Um, Notice we didn't, we didn't even do the, the real open yet. Cause 
things are changing and changing for the better. Um, first things first, I don't want to talk about the shit y'all talk about. And I never wanted to before, but I really don't want to now. Now, the first thing that I'm going to say is, and this needs to be said, it's sad that this needs to be said, but this is not the, we're not red pill. This is not the He-Man Woman Haters Club. We don't talk about relationships all day. To be honest, I'm going to try to avoid talking about that shit at all. Like, it might come up in talking about life, talking about family, talking about dynamics and futures and things of that nature. I'm not your therapist, bro. We're not relationship gurus. We are regular niggas that are just talking about shit that we see because it's fun to do that. Because we like having fun. And I think that that's not enough people just have fun anymore. And I like talking about my experiences. Like, yeah. you know, me and my family might not have been a, a whole comedy skit, even though there's some shit that I've left out for, for, for very good reason. But yeah. I'd rather talk about that than talk about, you know, why aren't women submissive enough? Right, right. Why aren't like, I, I'm not an alpha nothing. I'm not a beta nothing, gamma nothing, delta nothing. I'm just not doing that. Like, and and Time's and that's different. like you said, it's just different. You know what I mean? It's not even worth talking about that really no more because it's. I mean, I'm not gonna say that because there's a lot of niggas p- are pimping that right now. Yeah, there's a lot of niggas that that is paying hey, rent. Yeah, that's hey. paying people's rent, mortgage, yeah, light bill. Like, hey, it's a thing we respect that we ain't knocking nobody. Yeah, do I that just, This just ain't our thing. I'm never gonna me? knock your hustle because I like that. Yeah, them boys is making money off that. So let get that straight. But, just, just we we expanding beyond that you feel yeah, me? Man. and that was conversations but um that's the first big thing uh second and that's not really a change that's just more so we're we're, we're being a little bit more forceful this season about that than before mm-hmm. uh we we let y'all talk us into bullshit via the dms before and we you know we'll we'll <laughs> we'll acknowledge but nah we, we we ain't going for it second thing as y'all could tell you know it's not just me on the mic and it's not just Shim on the mic we got chef with us chef is actually going to be permanent throughout the entirety of this season so it's it's going to be uh uh the three of us talking through things so that's going to be dope it's going to be fun welcome bro yeah you already know i mean you already welcome welcome back you done been here but welcome welcome formally to newer listeners or people who may not have been tapped in with your episodes it's an honor to be here bro you know this podcast is top podcast you know what i'm saying oh yeah we're taking it we're taking it up a notch that's definitely the goal man we in this thing man all right so without further ado man let's go ahead and get this shit cracking In all the world, there's only one. What's up, what's happening? I go by the name of Reggie Days, man. And welcome back. Welcome back to Reality Bites. See, for those of you who are used to us doing the uh, short form, I decided to open us up with long form this time. I don't want to write this down. I want to tell you how I feel right now. I don't want to take my time right this down. I don't want to tell you how I feel right now. How I feel right now. How I feel right now. Today I'm joined by my right hand man, Shim the Dream. And we are also joined by Shell. 
Yo, I'm just trying to put my heart and my soul in every last episode that we give y'all this season, man. Hopefully y'all are feeling the vibes. This is my dog Black. To some of y'all who are disrespectful, six lack. Umi says. Tomorrow may never come for you or me. This life is not promised. Tomorrow may never appear. You better hold this very moment very close to you right now. I tell you, this song takes you places, man. Yeah, he ate on this, and it's a short one, man. My homie said, shine your light on the world. Shine your light for the world to see. Shouts out to everybody listening out there All the first time listeners, all the new people All the people joining us It's been good, you know Vacation was good, but it feels good to be back Definitely happy to be back Shine your light for the world to see And that's really what we're trying to do today, man I hope uh, everybody feels the, the vibes Like I said, that was black with Umi says Man Fire Sometimes I get discouraged, I look around and things are weak I know this world could do some evils, but won't let my heart skip a beat Sometimes I just wanna fly away, skip the stress for brighter days I turn my everyday to a holiday, turn Sundays into Father's Day I never wanna jump in a war, or something going on outside These people that's running the world, burn off money and loads of pride I'm saying, just open your eyes it's alright in front of you, see When my daughter grow up and hear this song The message is be what you wanna be Be the change that you really wanna see I just hope you believe for that Jump the hoops and achieve for that Pick up my sword, probably believe for that to me too man how y'all boys feeling today awesome man blessed um and enjoying i'm happy to be here with my brothers man you know what i'm saying i'm in a i'm in a good vibe yeah it feels you know definitely feels good to be back how you feeling chef hey man just happy to be alive man here with my main bros just taking a day at a time you know what i mean so um Funny funny enough, you know, first episode dropping, we're dropping it on Labor Day. Hopefully everybody out there is having a safe holiday. Um, yeah. You know, I was, it was only a few days ago that I put together that Labor Day um, landed on September 5th, which is like 9 to 5. And I thought that was so cosmic. Hmm. Why? Explain. Obviously, but like you know, Labor you know Day is the day for the working man to take off, and so for it to land on nine five was like, yeah. I was like, that's kind of well, like I was like, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, that is that is, and it's not crazy. like it's on the same date every year, right? It's right. like the first Monday of yeah. whatever. Yeah, like right. damn, it, a there's a nine attitude. to five out there right now, thinking like, damn, you know what? I'm about to take my day. Yeah, you I mean, most nine to five is not most. supposed to be working though. That's true. That's yeah. true. So if you are, you know, Basically. hey, big ups to you taking your holiday pay. I feel you on that. You get, know, it's, get that money, those are the man. real essential workers because they that. essential whether there's COVID, whether it is not rain, sleet, snow. Get that cheddar. Yeah, man. However. But 
it made me think about a lot of stuff because I was like, damn, that's like just something that simple hitting me that hard. I was like, that's kind of crazy. Um, it made me look at the difference between my relationship with work now versus how I felt before. Like I'm somebody who is big on hustle culture, right? Y'all know this about Seven me. Seven pies. That is a terrible, like a terrible part of my persona or who I am as a person is how hard I work and how hard I think it's okay to work. And if I look back at a year ago compared to today, I'm nowhere near the same. Like I take my days now. Like I take my time. I have no problem get, chucking the deuces and getting the hell out of that job. And I'm like, I'm legit proud of myself, bro. That is good because I know you to be a double, triple overtime guy. I used to work with you, so you feel me? I, I know that to be true. Like that, just took... one more hour. <laughs> no, <laughs> that is funny because we've literally had those conversations of, bro. You know, we could just do like a few more hours, bro. Yeah, we could, but no. <laughs> but I respect it though because that's a hustler's mentality, though. You, you know, what I'm saying that's good to have as well. It, it's good to have when you're trying to achieve things, but a lot of the time, I think it makes your priorities weird. Because, yes, you get things done, but the damage that you do to yourself mentally, especially when you're creative, is, like, irreparable, dog. Right. Physical yeah, and spiritual. Man. You ain't got especially you spiritual. Ain't got, Way worse. Nothing else. And to be clear, I'm not some oil rig worker, bro. Like, it's mental. It's all mental and spiritual, to be real. It's, if you're working, like, white collar, it's going to be mental and spiritual. Especially That's when you're dealing with people. Oh, my Jesus. Yeah, man. Yeah. It, it it hurts. And then you start looking at yourself and you're like, damn, I know I should do better. But then you're like, I do want them new shoes. <laughs> yeah. And then now you're doing double overtime. and you like It is crazy. It's like a cycle, a never-ending cycle of if I just grind a little harder, I could just do this. And then right. you just keep throwing away your your liberty for, like, shoes and shit. Like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> the newest Jays. Yeah, man. They, I, I ain't gonna lie. I, I've, I've, I'm not even gonna say I've been a sucker. I'm still a sucker sometimes, bro. I still yeah, fall for we, it. We all get caught. Yeah, man. But you know, it's funny how well, you, you, you do that little extra work and you make that extra money. How quick you spend it though? You like, oh, because you are. No, no, no. Here's what happened. <laughs> Yo, you already spent it in your you head while you was yeah. working. That's the problem. You I'm about already to get an extra two fifty, three hundred. I right, bet. Yeah, that 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 two fifty gone. Yeah, bro. The moment <laughs> whatever it is, it's crazy because especially if you have a job where you got to check to see if overtime is available. Yeah, can you imagine? So your paycheck, that part of your paycheck was spent before you even knew you could work them hours subconsciously. That's sick. <laughs> and it's crazy because when you look at how finite time is, like, did it, did it feel like we took a break for that long? No, not at all. Like time is flying. I feel like we snapped bro. this the, year, bro. The last time I feel like I, we was obviously chilled a bunch of times after that. But yeah, the last we see time, each other all the, the, time. the last time I feel like we was all kicking it was in when we did our Florida thing, like South Florida thing. Yeah, now, I'm just saying it's a snap of a finger from that exactly. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Look it, at that. it don't feel like that was that long. Ago. That's what no, I mean. That's like what I mean. Last month, yeah. Like, see, I feel me. I feel me knocking. That's what I was saying. And that definitely was not a month ago. That was like that was a little minute ago. Yeah, that was like a whole two seasons. I was about to say that's five months ago. Yeah, that's crazy, yo. That's wild. Mm -hmm. But you know, in all of that time that we took off, 
it seemed like everybody's in a better space. Everybody's feeling better. So we're just going to start off with the topics like this. Now, usually with Reality Bites, we're doing one-offs, right? We're switching it up um, for now. Um, so as of right now, you know, we're putting a pause on the, the, the miniature nature of Reality Bites. We'll put out some in the future. But as of right now, I just I want to talk a little bit more. And with that, I want y'all to understand that we see this shit. And when I say we see this shit, we see y'all. We've seen a lot. Even though, yes, we were taking a break from potting, I took a list. I was watching a lot of this shit, and I was like, <laughs> y'all think oh, yeah. just because I'm on break, I'm not about to pop my shit when I get back? All right. Oh, so yeah, first thing go. I want to talk about. This is where it gets real. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of y'all need help, bro. And and I'm, a, I'm talking about men. <laughs> like, I've never seen so many weird-ass, desperate-ass <laughs> men chasing father figures in my life like grown men chasing father figures so we tried to come back a week ago maybe two weeks ago and record an episode yeah that episode won't come out but it's fine it don't need to come it's out. in the vault yeah it's in saying? the vault we might release it one day if we're bored you know extra content yeah. whatever y'all don't need that oh yeah probably not <laughs> that wouldn't be the one but <laughs> to to summarize it into a name we talked about andrew tate now here's why we talked about andrew tate for those who don't know who he is, go ahead and pause the show right now and Google. Andrew Tate is ball head, white dude, former UFC fighter, you know, a good looking cat, um, multimillionaire. Um, seems like he got everything together as far as life is, is concerned until you look deeper. This dude is what I would consider a digital pimp. Now. Space age pimping. Yeah, space age pimping. That's what that's what it is to me. He manages OnlyFans women, and what the way that he would do it is he would purchase a home, purchase a property or whatever. He would move these women in and have them doing webcam stuff in their rooms. Like, they would live with him. He'd be the one covering, like, whether it be the rent, the bills, this and that. He'll feed them. He'll take care of them, quote, unquote. And he'll be taking a cut of everything that they're making online. If that don't sound like pimping to, me, to anybody. Maybe it's farming a stable. Yeah, you like call it whatever you want. Mm-hmm. That nigga was that nigga was a hop, skip, and a perm from singing "Hard Out Here for a Pimp." Mm-hmm. But I know he used to watch the Mac. What? Like it's crazy because in my head I was like, if Terrence Howard was doing this, he'd be in jail. But <laughs> 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 this dude Andrew Tate, you know, made a lot of money off of that endeavor, and then moved forward and started doing a lot of YouTube collabs. Mm. This is where he became dangerous. Now. I'm a person who, like, I talk on Reddit forums. You know, I have conversations with people there. I be on Twitter and stuff like that. So I see things bubbling sometimes. There's some things that'll bubble for a month and disappear, bubble for two months and disappear, whatever. There's always some nigga who hates women coming out, talking crazy shit that bubbles up and it disappears. Andrew Tate didn't look like that. Now, Andrew Tate, it felt like, at one point, I felt like I couldn't escape him. Like every YouTube page, like my, it's like my algorithm started like forcing him on me. Mm-hmm. And then at one point I was like, okay, I heard a few clips of him talking and it didn't seem that, you know, he didn't seem special to me. He didn't seem good or bad. It just was a dude talking about relationships. Okay. It just seemed like another fresh and fit or another yeah. one of those. Yeah. Just, just a dude you're indifferent about. Exactly. Like people going to have their opinions, but you was indifferent about them. Until, you know, chilling at the crib, my door's open, I'm listening to music, my brother comes in, he's like, hey, you know who Andrew Tate is? I was like, why? He was like, a lot of people my age are like, really fucking with him, bro. And I was like, 
interesting. What do you mean by that? He was like, a lot of people keep reposting him on TikTok. A lot of people posting him on Instagram, this and that. Like his videos are going crazy. So that was enough for me to be like, okay, that's a little too close to home. Let me, let me, let me see what this nigga doing. I look up his impressions. This motherfucker, Andrew Tate, had more impressions in one month than Donald Trump and Kim Kardashian combined. Huh? You know how many people got to talk about you <laughs> for you to be talked about more than a former president and Kim K? Facts. Yeah, that's that's major. That's major. That so mean they spamming your shit. At that point, I'm like, okay, le- like, look at it. what is what is so special about this guy? Then you listen to a lot of it and you realize that it's a lot of people clinging to his message because, you know, there are people that feel like he sees them and no one else does. Mm-hmm. Same conversation we had before about Fresh and Fit. Mm-hmm. Same conversation we had before about certain other individuals. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people out there that feel like they're disenfranchised. They feel like nobody cares about them. Nobody truly cares about them except for people like this. People like this give them hope. And especially when you look into it, this is a guy who is the prototypical cool nigga. Like, prototype cool nigga is what? Fly car, height, in shape, fighter? Women. Women. (laughs) Those five things, you just created the prototype cool nigga. He was able to promote this and show people this in a way of saying, I don't believe that only I can be like this. I believe that all of you guys can be like this. And the way that you can be like this is by listening to me. (laughs) 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 The nastiest, the the nastiest hustle. And it's like, it's weird because he's, he's the, the man whisperer. He's like the male Derek Jackson. Yeah. He's definitely Manila Derek Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) Manila. (laughs) <laughs> I use the color of a manila folder for sure. Um, it's it's interesting, you know, for those who want to know our personal takes on him. We don't have one. We don't care. And as far as people who talk, touch on that subject, feel those ways, talk that way, eh, that ain't my life. That ain't my lifestyle. The things that he's been accused of are accusations. So I ain't going to sit there and, you know, dive deep on that. But as far as just that type of talk, you know, of course, we don't stand for that or stand with that. Now. I will say this, you know, it's repeating what we said before, but as far as all the other stuff that he's been talking about, like that subject matter, bro, get help, get friends, go to church, find any religion. It ain't even got to be a church. Like find Judaism, Islam. Well, maybe not Islam, but. <laughs> hey, man, do do shrooms, get some, get some spiritual vibes. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Live live a little bit. Get in tune with yourself. Stop watching other people and and trying to. It's okay to draw inspiration from looking at other people, but again, without talking too much about that, like you said, if you following that module, you need help, bro. Yeah, man. Um, Respect th- to all. You know, we always say that whole get therapy thing. I saw another interesting conversation. Yeah. Going back to we saw all this shit. Yeah. I saw another interesting conversation. It depends on who your therapist is. Why is the that? Shoe fits. <laughs> that's what, that's Man, listen. Hey. All right, so a woman went. A woman went viral. <laughs> you, you, could you imagine walking? In the therapist yeah, said, hey, you got some problems. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, <laughs> they gonna get fired instantly, boy. 
bitch, you got some issues. My fault. That's I knew. I knew that was No, but seriously, like there was a woman. Who is who? What well, was a licensed therapist? I don't know. If she's still licensed anymore. She lost her job, but she was on TikTok twerking and telling niggas that they need therapy. And then she started talking about how you know, in a clip, she started speaking about how ninety percent of the men that see her are black men, and that a lot of their issues are not being able to communicate their emotions and things of that nature. And so, this message you would think was a good message, right? Not quite. Say you need to expand your emotional vocabulary. It's so your life can be easier. Don't you want to be able to communicate with your bitch? I think, I think yes, right? Long gone are the days where you can just shut down. Bitches is not tolerating that. Like, it used to be where men provided financially or with Schmeet and bitches can make their own self come and we can pay for our own shit. So I'm gonna need y'all to catch up on the emotional part. If a bitch is telling you, I need you to communicate more, open your fucking mouth. But you know what I realized? And let me, let me back up, let me back up. A common misconception about me as a clinician is that 90% of my clientele have been men, black men specifically. And what we specifically work on is expanding their emotional vocabulary because a lot of y'all motherfuckers don't even have the words to express how you're feeling. So when you expand your vocabulary and knowledge of what you are experiencing because y'all are human beings who experience feelings and emotions and don't have to choke that shit down no more. Y'all ain't had to choke that shit down since 2016. Anyway, if y'all are not in therapy, expanding your emotional vocabulary, your life just off top is going to be more difficult. When you expand your emotional vocabulary, you expand your awareness of yourself. When you expand your emotional vocabulary, you understand how you can navigate in this bitch. This fucking weird ass world that is so hard on y'all. Like, let's acknowledge that the world is very difficult for y'all, but y'all are not making it any easier, bruh bruh. You're not. When bitches are telling y'all to go to therapy, it's not for us, it's for y'all sad motherfuckers. Go to therapy, talk about that shit that's on your chest. You don't have to choke that shit down no more. Y'all are doing a disservice to yourself. And so let me, let me, let me sum this shit up. Y'all told bitches to elevate our standards. And at the cost of us elevating y'all standards, y'all got axed because y'all didn't elevate either. Bitches are not tolerating emotional abuse, emotional neglect. Step it up. Go talk to somebody. Go expand your emotional vocabulary so your life can be better, bitch. All right. Go in peace. <laughs> now, she is probably the the worst version of that Everest College nigga that I've ever seen, right? You know that <laughs> <laughs> you know that nigga was like, hey, what you doing Yo. over there? You just laying on the couch, ain't doing nothing with yourself. Come on, Everest College. <laughs> like, she, that don't work for therapy. Don't nobody want. Yo, could you imagine your therapist just coming in the room saying, hey, bitch. <laughs> so your problem is you don't see enough ass in your life. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> and it's crazy because it's like, bro, you calling women all types of bitches. You calling niggas all types of stupid bitch, dusty, uh, like. Yo. Yo, what is wrong with you, bro? Why would you think that that would work? <laughs> oh, my God.
And the worst part about it is you're a licensed therapist putting this on your public I TikTok can't believe. page. That's my first time like bro. seeing that shit. So I'm That's over here hilarious. rolling, bro. That's the thing. I y'all dis y'all disconnected. Y'all tried to like, you know, free your minds and do it. Nah, I was in the shits watching you. Mm. I was watching all oh, you niggas, bro. I've been watching this shit. Disgusted. Betterhelp.com need need y'all. <laughs> God damn. Where should get her license at? Everest, Everest College, like I said. You no, no. <laughs> but don't she sound like, like yeah, the Everest College guy? It, nah, that's why it's funny because it kind of do, bro. Like this is literally crying, the bro. worst possible way to that tell somebody. Crying, Can you bro. imagine like somebody that's in your life that you know go through mental health issues? They sad and shit. Be like, hey, bitch. What you need to do is do better. You need to go to therapy. It's not for me. It's for your stupid ass. Because you need to realize that your bitch ain't going to deal with this no more. Like, Yo, that, that'd be funny if she had like a little TV show or something or a commercial at night. <laughs> Could you imagine a commercial at night? This bitch just come on. The just loud. Waking hey, you bitch, up. Wake your ass up. What the fuck you doing today? You ain't doing shit. Get your ass up. You ever notice infomercials be louder than all the TV shows? Oh, so you be sleep. Yeah. Your ass up. You be sleep and then all of a sudden, hey, nigga, you sitting around. Laying on your couch, nothing doing, doing nothing. <laughs> Go to Mount Everest College. <laughs> but, oh, but yeah, shit. she she was upset because her job oh, saw crying. that video. Her job came across the video and fired her. Mm. Um, Instantly. I said Mount Everest College. I'm a wild nigga. My thing is, why would she think that her job wouldn't be mad at that? She didn't think. <laughs> Yeah, some nigga had to take her off. So she had to be going through her own load. No, that's her whole page. Her I, whole page is like every like day. Her I'm page be is real. like Shorty probably enlightened, but she probably a little too more too much enlightened for what That's what you call enlightened? Somebody done did something wrong. That's well, not enlightened, bro. I'm I'm, just, I'm fucking she around. Was she not, she, it's not like she was kind of elaborating her own situation. That bitch, that bitch is in heavy. Like that's not enlightened. <laughs> that's like ah. that's the least enlightened bitch I've ever come across. And now she, she got me saying, "Bitch." The crazy might, part about she might be on her, her whole message to the shit. Like the worst, worst advice that she gave was at the end when she said, "Women ain't dealing with emotional abuse no more." What woman you know that's not dealing with emotional abuse? Mm-hmm. If a bitch wants you, she gonna stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, y'all kind of uh-huh. welcome that. Um, I hate to put that to you like that. That's just they, I'm just being honest. Most of y'all, most of men and women. Let's be clear, bro. If most of them welcome that. That's all I got. We we got a homeboy who will not be named. That nigga be getting emotionally abused. That nigga be getting taxed. That hoe be taxing him like Debo, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <Yo. laughs> end of the day, if somebody wants you enough, they don't got no. You being emotionally abused by your bitch? You need to get up and do something about it. <laughs> Go to therapy. Go to therapy. Matter of fact, yo, get up, get out, and get some ass. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that shit is. Imagine if she was your therapist. She wouldn't be for long. That's what I was talking yeah, about. Where yeah. it's like, yeah, the problem with therapy and the weird thing about therapy is you don't realize how intimate it is until you see situations like this and you realize. I don't want the wrong person giving me deep existential advice. That is the, like, of all places, I'll say this. Yeah. Anything medical. So, like, whether it's a masseuse, a nurse, or whatever. Anything that has to do with my health, mental health, physical health, health, spiritual health. I don't want nobody that cheated in their classes. I don't want no nigga that didn't pass all the way through. D's should not be acceptable. It, it, like, no, bro. 
I want somebody who knows what the fuck they're doing and is not going to set me off worse. Can you imagine sitting next to a raggedy bitch like that looking for advice, bro? Yo. Excuse Rezzy, y'all. No, don't excuse me. Don't. <laughs> Anybody mad at that is a raggedy bitch, too. And, and well, I mean, we welcome raggedy bitches. If you, shout if out to the, if shout this out is to the show the, you like. Shout out to the raggedy bitches we like. <laughs> that shall not be named. You raggedy bitches. <laughs> what? The fucked up part about all of this is that there are some innocent men who literally went for help. Well, went seeking help. They're paying hundreds of dollars an hour to talk to her. Yeah, that would probably scar a nigga for life. Like, they probably need therapy for going to see her. I went to, I'm going through some <laughs> shit in my life. I was ready to jump off a bridge. And the first thing she do is start shaking ass in about five minutes. I ain't know what to do. I was scared. I was confused. But I kind of <laughs> liked the shit. And imagine another thing. Imagine being one of her patients and then coming across that TikTok video that went viral of her talking about what she feel about black men. Because like she said, 90% of her patients are black men. I wonder why. <laughs> I had to look at the camera for that one. Yeah. We know. Where's she staying? What city she in? Chef tried to get the details. Yeah, He's trying to go to therapy too. I told you. He, what city she in? Let's go to better help. I'm sure she What city she in? That boy Chef trying to get on that couch. He I said know. she twerking. <laughs> Uh, he trying I, to get a, a quick consultation. I'm just trying to make sure she ain't sitting here trying to help none of my niggas. Got it. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good. That's a good. That was a safe. That was a safe. That was good. That was good shit. That was good shit. That was good shit. But I've been scrolling TikTok. And in general, I keep seeing people lose their jobs in that way. Like, the same way she lost hers. I keep seeing people do these, like, viral challenges and get fired. Like, Irene's shaking the ass. Not, no, not even. Right not even like that. Like, imagine just they people. They jobs for that. Now, nah, they, get, <laughs> they get more money off that. I was about to say, it. Magic right. City, all them, all them girls could get. Let you choke at Magic City. Everybody know the Heimlich. They all RNs. But. Oh, <laughs> Moving along. What would you say, bro? <laughs> What's Nurses on the pole. That'd be a TV show. That'd be Nurses crazy. Nurses on the pole would be fire. Save that. Save that. EMT Valley. But anyway. <laughs> that was fire. That was fire. That was fire. That was fire. Oh, my God. EMT Valley. The ICU lap dances. But, um. <laughs> oh, my God. I keep seeing people post videos. Like, I'm one of those people. I work from home. And, uh, you know, I said it. I'm never working in nobody's fucking office again if I can help it. I refuse. I just, I have no interest in ever sitting around and talking to people in person ever again. And if that can be helped, I will not go. I see a lot of other people who are blessed just like I am getting these work from home jobs. And what they'll do is film themselves on TikTok doing shit that's not work during company time <laughs> so doing shit like and they'll label it too they'd be At like they'll be, they'll be like 30 p.m yeah it, like <laughs> you would see the timing you can see the whatever and in some people it's like it was a trend showing oh new hobbies i picked up since we went work from home it's like i learned how to sew i learned how to do this yeah, i learned how to do that and it's like bro. these companies idiots. you already know these companies are not trying to see that you mean to tell me we paying you X amount of money and this job you just laid back chilling doing all this stuff people taking naps 
and and posting that they took a nap during work on you TikTok. You got to be some yeah. of the stupidest motherfuckers I ever. That or chick trying to twerk where her goddamn. Nah, nah, that's nah. Let me nah. This is worse because you on company time. You on company time recording <clears throat> yourself sleep on the clock. You stupid. Hashtag big stupid. That's some dumbass shit. I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. That's stupid as hell. That shit really pissed me like, off, bro. It's, that takes a certain level of ignorance that, like, and audacity. You feel me? Well, they also don't realize. This is a big thing that I feel like a lot of people don't think about, the right? The internet leads back to you in every kind of way when you start doing shit. That's why they, you know what I'm saying? I'm a working dude, too. You feel me? So you see that. There's paperwork for that that'll tell you, like, during company time. You can't be on the clock. Doing stuff like yeah, that's doing not your doing things. doing things that's not your job. I think that is one of the main things. But even think think about it from a broader spectrum, right? Yeah. Take a step back. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you fucked yourself up. That's one thing. Yeah. People don't realize that your job is tied to not only the people who work with you, but we are tied to each other in general. Especially if you work for a major company. Bingo. So I'll give you an example. I'm my my mom keeps coming across these news articles that she keeps seeing, and she'll send them to me these videos or whatever. There's CEOs at the top of these major companies that are looking at this shit. Think about it. You work. TikTok is not just TikTok. TikTok is a company. So as TikTok is collecting data, as Google is collecting data, as Twitter is collecting data, you don't think there are people who work in those buildings, right? Analyzing all of it. Who are an- not just analyzing it. Think about it this way. Imagine you are a CEO at Twitter or you're, you're an officer at Twitter, some sort of high up officer. And you're coming across all these videos that are going viral of people who work at other companies. These are data companies, tech companies, all this stuff who are work from home and bullshitting on the clock. You don't think you're going to start looking at your employees? TMZ finance. Yeah. Snitching. Nah, y'all making You don't think. Like making a block hot. You're making a block hot for everyone who has work from home. There's a lot of companies now that. That's enough to make them be like, I don't want that many people working from home anymore. I don't trust y'all working from home anymore. There's people who are instituting like camera situations where they want to be able to you watch. Gotta you be on and all camera the whole time, which yeah, is crazy. Man. That's why, like, over the past couple years, like, I could really say my 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 whole perspective on social media is way different. Like before, I used to think social media was like a, a way of freedom of speech. Yeah, it ain't no way of freedom of speech. But you got to be careful what you say, what you do, how you act, how you move on that thing. For real. Nah, it is freedom of speech, but this it's documented in a whole entire different way because you 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 agreeing to share data, whether you know it or not, when you um, log into this. Like they do have an option for sharing your data analytics, as y'all know, if y'all really look into settings and shit like that. But still, at the end of the day. If you posting on their network, they're they're still sharing your data. That's Man, just facts. I'll say that's this. Just, that's just facts. Freedom of speech does not equal freedom from consequences. Freedom of speech that's just means we're not gonna stop you from saying what you want to say. We'll let you say it, but we are gonna fuck you up when you're done. Just know it's documented. <laughs> just, just know. Just know. And that's like looking at all of this. Back in the day, boy, when you first got that social media, you got that Snapchat, Joe, you be trying to get a little clips of the strip club. You be trying to get them everywhere. And yeah. It's like, nah, that like you older, you like, nah. Nah, that ain't, that ain't player. That ain't the move. We were just talking about That's house right. parties. Like, not just, well, not just house, college parties in general. Oh, um, yeah. You know, there was a lot of videos that were going viral from uh, Clark Atlanta, right? Clark Atlanta had their welcome week, and the Q-Dogs were throwing a big party on their campus. And there's there's a girl. Uh, there's a girl She's an incoming freshman She might be 19 20 years old Whatever mm-hmm. Or 18 Whatever her age is She Ends up making out With a Q-Dog At the party 
It's it's a kiss between the two of them. It's on video. Every when I tell you it it went super viral, millions of people watching it, millions of people looking at it. And it went crazy. People calling her all types of hoes, saying she fast, you just got on campus, X, Y, and Z, this and that. Now, as people who've been on campus ourselves, as people who lived the college life and, and, and seen things, we know that's a tame moment. People kiss people at parties. People kiss people at clubs. People kiss people outside in life. But what happens is there's a difference between you standing in a room with drinks, the lights is dark, lights is, you know, lights is flashing and everything, whatever, and it happens where it happens versus a video of somebody recording you in your face doing it and then posting it on the internet for replay value for the rest of eternity. Now, parties aren't parties anymore. People are not safe just doing anything because there's so many people that want these viral moments that it's like they can't detach themselves from that to even let people enjoy themselves. Nah, people can't put the phone down. Like it's a it's a real thing. Like we you want to go and have fun and capture some moments, but that, it, the oversharing thing is a is a huge thing now due yeah, to man. social media now that people don't a lot of us at least don't know how to disengage. This is cool to post and this is cool to record or this is not. Right. You know what I'm saying? Sure, I feel funny sometimes when I just pull out my phone when I'm in certain environments. Yeah, nah. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? like, yeah. And then you go to a kickback where everybody's supposed to be having a fun and shit like that, and every everybody doing this. Everybody got their you phone know what I'm saying? Every, like, oh man, I feel like people people put more precedence and more importance on going viral than damn near anything in life. They they put their job in jeopardy. They put oh, just popped up in my head. Perfect transition. So. As a former student of Florida A&M University. Mm. I already know he's going with it. Shout out to the fam. For those who don't know, that's FAMU over in Tallahassee, Florida. One of the greatest HBCUs of all time. In my my personal humble opinion, the greatest HBCU of all time. But that's just Wasn't how humble, I feel. but it's okay. Uh, it's, it, for, me, for, for me, that's humble. But <laughs> the fact that, you know, acknowledging that it's in a list with other HBCUs is being humble to me. But respect. Shout out, man. Shout respect. out, man. So this nasty trifling bitch, right? Because I really got it. <laughs> nah, I was like this shit burned me, bro. I was. Angry. Oh, I, I already, I already okay. know. Come uh, on, man. We uh, talked about so, this like a week ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh oh. A photo goes viral. It's a woman who decided to take a picture ass naked on campus. Booty naked. Big bucket naked. Bucket naked. You can see they public ass. Bucket naked. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't no shame in our black women. Wasn't no shame in them walking around bucket naked. Bucket naked. Oh, man. Rest in peace, Bernie Mac. But, yeah, she she decided to get bucket naked on campus and had snake skin in her hair as dreads and, you know, took it in front of the statue on campus, and it went viral. went crazy. In the new Did it! Ace. Ended up on Shade Room. Ended up literally everywhere. Now, FAMU campus, you know, decided to open up an investigation, and so did Tallahassee Police Department. Mm. And it actually ended up dividing people, which is, that's the part that sickens me, right? Because she's bad enough. She's bad enough on her own. She's trifling enough. But the pro the the bigger problem is that there were people that defended what she did and felt like what she did was not that bad. That's where I started getting pissed off. Right? 
her being ass naked in the middle of a college campus, standing there in front of the logo, in front of the statue, taking pictures. Some people were like, well, y'all are overreacting. What did she do that was that wrong? First of all, that's 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 a misdemeanor in some states, a felony in others. So that's the first thing that she did that was wrong. That's the first thing. Second, for those of you who don't know, Florida A&M University also has a K-12 school on our campus. Mm. For K-12, what does that, that mean? K-12 die. means kindergarten, <laughs> through, kindergarten through 12th grade. Yeah, right just, at the end no, of your just block. For, just, just for you motherfuckers out there who may not understand. K-12 is kindergarten through 12th grade, meaning that there is you did that within feet, not miles, within feet of a K-12 through school. So some places, that means that you're, you can technically get registered as a sex offender. So when you add that in, mm-hmm. then on top of that, you're putting it on social media and posting and pretty much advertising the school in like a wild, disrespectful manner. And she hasn't even received her physical degree yet. If I was her therapist, you know what I'd say? Oh, <laughs> your, your mind is telling you no, but your body. <laughs> your body is telling you Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that's, they need to send her to the female version of wherever they sent R. Kelly. That's what that's what she yeah. needed to do. That shit, I had no remorse for it. I had no... And the worst thing is she kept... For her, she used it to promote her rap career. Turns uh, out she's, oh, a, she's rapper. a rapper. She did it all for clout. New information. <laughs> new information. This nigga's... New information? We did, I never heard this part before. I didn't... Like, that's yeah. the thing. I didn't know until I went on her Instagram and I was like, oh, she's a rapper. She's doing this for clout. Mind you, she got a master's degree. And the worst part is she got a master's degree in therapy. Another therapist? <laughs> Come on, you're killing me, yo. You're killing me. Bro, wait, stop. Y'all got to be careful who y'all go to, man. <laughs> that just pieced everything together. I, that, that, y'all Reggie. really got to be careful who the Because <laughs> Reggie, nobody might go get a therapist no more, yo. For real. <laughs> I might never go to therapy. Nah, people, do right here. Nah, her, much as, uh, her bachelor's degree was in elementary education or like uh, education in general. And then uh, her so how master's you do degree. so fucking stupid? She, you, know, no, back when, you know back when we was in high school, you used to wish that the teacher was... <laughs> Used to wish the teacher was nah, wish Kevin. the teacher was what? Oh, <laughs> nah, that's that 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 that. That's a whole different continue, thing, continue. bro. That was back in the day. And all Y'all that. niggas sick. I was just saying. I ain't with shit. Boy. <laughs> as teenage, nah, as teenage boys, everybody had at least one fine teacher that they wish was a was a fucking trifling hoe like that bitch. But might not even needed to wish. <laughs> hey yo. <laughs> Did it! Hey. Hey yo. Anyway. But dog, that shit really pissed me off, man. And yeah. it, it really was something that and I realized that was a moment where I realized two things. One that there's a lot of people who really don't care about right or wrong. Like, they really just don't give a fuck. They, they... Don't think. No, it's not that they don't think. They will look at you and look at something and really not see the wrong in it. And mm-hmm. they, like, they will, yeah. they can't comprehend that the actions of this person is wrong, especially when it comes to nudity and being a woman. Like, because of how a lot of women feel right now with, you know, uh, sexual liberation and things of that nature... Anything that's even adjacent to the idea of a woman's right to be naked or a woman's right to do anything with her body, 
they don't care if it violates other people. They don't care if it violates kids. They don't care if it, like decorum is out the window. You know, uh, the senator, there was either a senator or a representative or whatever. I forgot what politician it was. She was on the beach upside down twerking on her head, bro. Oh, I remember that, though. She was definitely doing handstands and did it. Hey, pee popping type shit. I, like, I mean, but ain't, ain't twerking, like, ain't twerking and stuff like. That. Ain't it like a, a art form now though? Like, why does it look frowned upon? Like, they done made it like this thing now where it's oh, it's like, dancing. It's almost like an art. Oh, it's dancing. They got schools for that shit and everything. That's what I'm saying. So, can you really say a person wrong for doing it? Uh, well, painting is an art, and if I go to the White House and start <laughs> painting on the White House, I'm they gonna take my black ass to jail. Express yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you can play that. Like, you can play that. Like, bro, that shit don't matter. Like, that's the thing. Just because uh, something is art, don't make it not illegal. As fuck. I ain't gonna lie. If you paint on the White House, Reggie, you be go viral as hell. Yo, you go viral as fuck. You go viral. <laughs> you go viral as hell in jail, nigga. <laughs> we got those niggas out there protesting for this nigga. Free my nigga. <laughs> Free my nigga. Terrible. <laughs> Getting stomped out on the steps of the White House. That's sick. Ooh. By niggas in suits. Crazy. I can't even paint that well. Nigga tried to. I wonder how many years. Nigga you did get, all that for hey, some stick figures. I wonder how many years you get. I wonder how many years you get for that. <laughs> Probably about like twenty five. Niggas out here murdering people. They, they didn't get twenty five years. A twenty year bid for painting on the monuments is crazy, or on the White House is crazy. That would be that wild. Would be, oh, ooh, man. But That's people you know, people who work for like preservation societies or whatever, they don't play about that type of shit. Anything nah. that to me, anything that's older than like a hundred years and you do anything to like deface it, I think you're gonna do football numbers, bro. Hey, bro. Probably. Think about it. Like whatever it is that you like coloring or whatever, if it's been around for more than a hundred years, nah, bro. bro. Some they wanna see you do time time. You're gonna be ninety years old getting out of jail <laughs> going out there telling kids yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> He gonna be uh I forgot what that uh that show is, but uh he gonna be on Vlad TV talking about some yeah, man, I served ninety years. <laughs> <laughs> a nigga coming from a ninety oh year bit on God. Vlad talking about he did years for defacing like the Statue of Liberty is crazy, bro. Yo, speak I I guess this is go full circle. Speaking of people self snitching and posting, by the way, this girl is actively fighting a case now against uh the city of Tallahassee. Oh really? Yeah, so she She gonna lose. Yeah. Like they, I'm sorry to put that out that, there like that, but um, yeah, she, if, she's if not she, that if one. she wins that, her lawyer's gangster. But um, so they, speaking they, of people who self snitch, can they take your degree away from like for something like they that? They could do a lot. That'd be crazy. Now here's but that, the degree. I don't know. Well, yes, they can. And here's oh, how. Here's how. I found this out in high school. Right, I found this out in high school. Um, when I was part of junior class, I was part of the group of people that was setting up for. The seniors graduation and when mm. I learned because I always you know you see graduation on TV mm. I was like oh they hand you your diploma then you know when you walk across the stage they're like nah those are not real diplomas that's a carrying case and it, it might have your name in it it might have like a little placard or whatever but that's not your actual diploma or degree most places do not hand you your shit when you graduate what happens is they hand you something with your name in it it's ceremonial saying you graduated you walked across the stage but we're gonna mail you your shit so that you don't act the fuck up today. And in case you do some dumb shit, we're going to mm. strip you. So that's why, like, there was, a, there, was a, there was a lot of people that what they would do, they would wait till graduation day and they'll, like, streak. 
you know, niggas will, will, will take yeah. their stage. Yeah, yeah, streak oh, yeah, off yeah, the yeah. stage, flash people. That was always a big thing. Moon people, do all types of dumb shit in graduation. So that's when that type of stuff started. Now, I've seen people get their college degrees snatched for pranks. Like, I remember, Damn, that's I think it was uh, UF in Gainesville, somebody did a, a confetti prank. Like, shooting off confetti indoors in the... Uh, in the graduation ceremony mm-hmm. with a little like confetti cannon or whatever. Uh-huh. That nigga ain't get his degree. Mm. Yeah. If they don't give you your degree mm-hmm. for shooting off confetti, I'm fairly sure being ass naked in front of a K-12 school. Did it! Hey. They gonna take your shit. Especially yeah. elementary education. Yeah. It's over for you, you dumb bitch. And then with you being that close in proximity, like of the K-12 to school. That's what really likes the icing. She's gonna have to fight two cases. She's gonna, gonna have to. The school's gonna sue her I mean. themselves. That's what I mean. And then the city gonna get in that mm-hmm. ass. Yeah, that's what I mean. Because she, she was in. I don't know what the proximity ass, was, ass, but ass, if it's ass. right there. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna be doing long ass shit, probably. <laughs> Nigga's uh, sick. they gonna make an example out of her. Oh, for yeah. Sure. They got to. They got to. For sure. Because. <clears throat> Especially, I'll say two things. One, the school is going mean, to want the school is going to want to make an example out of her to make sure that nobody else does that again. The city is going to want to make an example out of her to make sure nobody's doing that in the city no more. Both both places got to like, yeah, they got to put their foot down because yeah. two things. One, not only did she do it, but she promoted. It was it was in the shade room. It was like it literally went everywhere. It went super viral. It was on the news. It was on CNN. People yeah. were talking about like that something going that big. You got to nip that in the bud for two reasons. One, the fact that it reached that level. Two, think about how many supporters and how many copycats are going to yeah. look at that and be yeah. like, okay, she got away with it. Let me go ahead and try this too. You need to do something so that the rest of those people know, let me not do that because I see how it turned out for her. Yeah. Shorty might not get football numbers, even, but she'll do a little bit. The crazy bit, part though. about it, like what we were talking about before, even say just to say the fact that maybe she <clears> didn't get off or maybe she don't get the penalty that you know she probably can get yeah just think about it like with her career and everything that she got going on say she was just to go apply for the job nowadays some jobs too require you to give them your social media she they not hiring her like she not getting well no job. well not like, even require not, but that's what I'm saying. they check your shit they're gonna know her name bro and she's not gonna, I was gonna get say, no job nowhere i was gonna say think about how many all they got to do is google her name now yeah think about how many articles are written about what she did mm, how many yeah. blogs are written about what she did it's all over social media if they even google her name it's over for her then on top of that let's be clear you didn't do that at some podunk bump school in the corner. You did that at one of the most popular schools in the country with one of the biggest alumni bases. Think about who's offended by this. But you, People who graduated from that school who are in power in a lot of different places. Let's be clear. Uh, yeah. They are very high up in a lot of different places. Right. You not only offended them, but you offended black people as a whole should be offended by this. To me, this is the same as I don't know if y'all remember when that video came out at Bethune Cookman of them rolling weed on uh, Mary McLeod Bethune's memorial site. Nah. Yeah, they were rolling weed and there was girls twerking. They were shooting a, a rap video. They were shooting a, a music video on her memorial site. To me, that's that type of disrespect is not cool. It's yeah. not. It's not. I, I had a conversation with somebody I was seeing about a friend of hers who was cursing around her grandmother. Right. And her mom got pissed about it and was like, you do not curse in front of my mother. Like, you're not going to do that. You need to respect your elders. And even even situations like that, I feel like we're losing 
values. A lot of people are losing values. We're losing respect. We're losing reverence. Like, and it's weird because I'm somebody who I believe that I'm progressive. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not anti majority of lifestyles. Like if somebody wants to be gay, they want to be trans. They want to be these different things. I don't believe in putting legislature to stop you. I don't believe that there should be anything stopping you from being able to live the way that you want to live. But the caveat to that and the converse to all of these different things, I believe that we still need to respect other people. Like a good example, I believe in comedy, but I also believe in somebody's right to say, hey, that wasn't funny. I think there needs to be balance in all things. And it seems like too much is going unchecked and unbalanced, bro. I mean, that is true, man. But also, too, it's like, I mean, it's a society problem, too, man. It's like, it ain't no more OGs out there. It ain't no more It ain't no more people that's sitting here saying, hey, listen, that's not okay. You know what I mean? But instead, like you said, people sitting out pulling their phones out recording versus just like, hey, listen, don't do that. Yeah. It's not cool. Blah, blah, blah. And, and the corny dudes, bro, there was so many corny dudes that was hyping her up to try to fuck. Like, there was so many corny dudes that would be like, oh, you act like you don't like seeing ass or like situations like that where it's like because it's a naked woman and because, you know, being like being forthcoming, being real, it's not like she was ugly at all. She wasn't unattractive. She wasn't bad body. The girl had a good body. She looked good. These people were so focused on that and so focused on, oh, well, I like seeing ass, so it's cool that she did it. Like, just like talking about the uh, senator, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oh, well, I like women twerking. What's wrong with an elected official twerking? It's, like, That's that surface-level thinking. Y'all yeah, gotta, like... Y'all got to <laughs> stop that. Respect and boundaries just deteriorated in society. It ain't black, yeah, white, yellow, red, brown. I don't talk red, about red, anybody that like, ain't that ain't my people, though. Like, well, if we keeping it there, yeah. still respect and boundaries is just, like, a thing that's, like, deteriorating in our community. Like, boundaries yeah, and respect is, like... De- deteriorated like people kind of damn near react to you funny when you expect respect or you giving them respect yeah which is crazy or or same thing with boundaries when you set boundaries or you're like create your or you're respecting somebody's boundaries people take that funny now because i don't, I don't know i guess it just deteriorated in society society for our people i don't know how to make sense of what i'm saying no what I you feel saying like makes it sense. makes sense you feel me i think it, it also folds right back into what we were talking about all of this Every last story we're talking about is just social media self-snitching. Everybody doing these things and putting their own business out there and putting themselves in these positions where you can get in trouble for these things and then getting angry at the consequences. Like we were talking about Vlad earlier. Let's talk about how all these rappers are in these crazy situations. Where Rico. Be the Ricos that they're dealing with, people's lyrics are leading to them being incarcerated now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, well, first things first, how do y'all feel about that? How do y'all feel about... Rap lyrics being able to be used in court. Um, I'm co- uh, Are you pro or against? Me, I'm conflicted. Um, I do believe that you should be allowed to do the art of storytelling when making a, a record. I do believe you should be granted that grace as an artist, um, and I'm going to always respect that portion of it. Um, as far as if you did commit a crime or you've seen a crime and you very descriptively write that and put it out for like a, like if you're popular like people who are on a lower scale whatever and it still could lead back to you but i could see why it might be more okay but if you're somebody who's definitely in front of the face of hundreds of thousands of people i would think you would want to be more mindful about how descriptive you're telling the story because it could lead back to you so i'm conflicted with it 
on the because I could get I could get why it makes sense for you to they could use that in crime. That's just the law. You feel me? Rather I agree with our systems that's in place or not. At the end of the day, that that is a law. You feel me? If you're telling your crime and it comes up to be a fact that you murdered this person and it went exactly how you said it in a rap, yeah, they could use that as collateral or leverage in 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 getting you in jail. So I don't think that's fully wrong. And as far as the other side of it, I do believe you should have the art of storytelling, but be mindful about it depending on your level of popularity. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm against it. You know, you have these rappers out of here and 80 to 90% of rappers is, is cap anyway. So it's like, how you know they just not capping? Or how you know they not clout chasing? Or, you know what I mean? And, and a dude might be talking about something that he ain't even really do. Maybe his mans did it. You know what I mean? Or maybe it was... You know what I mean, but I just feel like it's it's. I, I feel like you can't really depict if if it's cap or not. You feel what I'm saying? Like it's but easy if you for could, somebody. How many times people are gonna track and say, "Oh, I shoot this, I shoot that, I kill this, I kill that." But facts. Not doing that. Facts. So, but if you puzzle the piece, not to interrupt, but I have to right quick just to give you you know a right. way to think. If you puzzle, if you write down very descriptively how something went down, and again, there's an open case on that shit. And they're looking into it, and again, now we in the social media era, so I, you know, they can use that. They can look at the police or whoever can look into that. Rather, I agree with it or not, it's okay in the sense of that's the rules. I, 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 I'm gonna say this: I understand that it's the rules, and people should understand that's the rules. And stuff like that, even though like that's the it rules. Sound like they like snitches. A lot of times, it's just like just kind of metaphorically. So it's just like you got you tell me you got somebody there trying to decode it and piece it together and say, okay, well, listen. You said this and said that, so that mean like you're involved in the crime. Like I just feel like that's still like a, a but insignificant. Then you're telling you're a witness though. It, at 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 best, they could still say you're a witness because again, it's a criminal investigation, and that's a part of it. That could that could end up being a part of the investigation. Do I agree with it or not? Again, I'm always just say I'm conflicted because the rules are the rules. They that's what's set. I don't think it should be used against you. If you did it and, and it's proven that you did it, then bam. But I don't feel like, oh wait, because you in your rap lyrics you said you did it, so because of your rap lyrics you gotta serve time. Like, no, but no. if they could that's puzzle, like me getting if they on the could mic puzzle and say, it together, oh, I shot Tupac, blah, blah 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 blah, and then it's like, well, because you said you shot Tupac, you gotta go to jail. But it, you know what I mean? But like, I'm saying if they could puzzle, I that don't shit think together, that's how it works. By the way, but, I think it's not that your lyrics can be used as a confession. What I read, and this is, you know, I could be taking this out of context, yeah. but what I read out of the situation is that your lyrics can be used as evidence. evidence. Now, That's here's the difference between the, the two things. In a criminal investigation. Yeah, in a criminal investigation, things being used as evidence are things that point them in different directions. And what that helps is with things like search warrants, things like probable cause, things like that. Now, what will happen they can't, like, let's say they have, no, there's no murder weapon, right? There's no murder weapon, there's no you know, way to tie you to the exact scene, but they have a song where you describe what you did. That's n- I don't think that that's enough to be able to put you behind bars. Now, what it is enough to do, though, is if they get, let's say they're looking for somebody who passed away, right? And you put out a song, you're a local rapper, and you put out a song, you describe killing a person that, that is that person that they're looking for. And they need to go to a judge and get a search warrant. They need to do whatever in order to dig deeper. I think that gives them probable cause enough to be able to look in your shit. And I can't get... Here's why I can't get mad at the law at that. Because at some point, when are we going to give accountability to the dumb niggas who's hanging themselves? True. 
That's, like, all, that's all I, I was saying. Like, what I feel like when it comes to these rappers, I feel like we're watching people buy rope. Right. We're watching them buy rope and climb up to the gallows and tie the rope around their neck. Tie the rope around something and then jump off. And then what we're doing a lot of the time as a culture is we go to the rope store <laughs> and get mad at the nigga who sold the rope. Right. Yeah. I don't like that. Or yeah. even worse, we'll do that or we'll go to the nigga who built the gallows and be like, why'd you build it so high? Because you know niggas going to hang themselves. Why would you do that? Why would you make a building high enough for them to hang themselves from? That is true. I, that that goes into the Vlad conversation. You know, we see Joe Budden podcast recently had a conversation with Adam 22 and it sparked a lot of conversations about people like Vlad TV, people like DJ Academics, yeah. a lot of the newer fangled, the newer wave of internet journalism when they talk about the beefs and they talk about, they give these people a platform to talk about street shit. I personally have my feelings on that. And I don't think I'm, I'm a very big personal accountability person. I cannot look at this person who's a journalist or who's a whatever and blame them for what another grown person comes on their platform and opens up and divulges, bro. 100%. It's hard for me to do that. No, nah, and I and I agree with that. It's up to you as a as a grown as person, as an adult. Once you're 18 or older and stuff like that, definitely at least 21 and up, you should at least have the the sound enough mind to understand to how to talk to somebody when they're asking you certain questions. And if you played it, hey. To the gangsters, thugs, pimps, and gangsters, do your motherfucking thing. That ain't my life, right? But I'm saying, yeah, I would think you would want to be more clever in what you're telling the person that's talking to you. Because again, if you play the streets, to play the streets, you're trying to not go to jail. You're trying to not get not. You're trying to not get eyes in your direction, right? Uh, for for different things that you may involve yourself in. I ain't telling you how to live your life. That's literally it, though. That's facts. I think my whole like stand on it is just like where does it separate from like okay the industry. You know what I'm saying? Like, where does it come where the where the the records that you're signed to? This is what sells. This is what y'all. This is what they they're pushing. Of course, this is basically they giving you the rope, but they know that this rope is selling. And I mean, you could be stupid to do it, or you know what I mean. You can opt out. Most time, people are gonna take the sell your soul. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you have all these rappers talking about Molly and this and that and that and that, and that but it's like. Okay. So you're saying that the industry is predatory in that way. You're saying that it's like a setup. Yeah, it's 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 either a setup or it's literally just it's an image. You see what I'm saying? So it's just like how do you where do you separate the image and the reality in it? Well, here's the difference get between more the two creative, things. Man. A get more creative, but B even going down to like the difference between those two examples that you gave. There's a huge difference between Somebody speaking about drug use and things of that nature and somebody detailing committing a felony. For example, so like when we talk about like R. Kelly's music, Mm -hmm. I mean, we know what the situation is. Do we feel like his music is a reflection of what he's being charged for? Yes. In a lot of cases now, especially when we look at over time, how stories are coming out now. There's a lot of people that are confirming that a lot of these songs are literally written about sexual assault. Like... Mm -hmm. Apparently, You Are Not Alone, which is one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard in my life, was written by R. Kelly, and it was for Michael Jackson. The song was written by R. Kelly about a a girl, an underage girl, that he um, paid to get an abortion. That song was, was his way of, like, sending out a message to comfort her. 
the, the, it's like, a difference like, between like read your journal out loud <laughs> exactly like for me for me this is what i look at it like there is art right where it's like completely made up like a good example stephen king writes a ton of horror movies would i feel different about stephen king if we found bodies in his basement yes would i feel different about like reading any of this stuff from these people if i find out they're really doing this shit that's a problem bro Right. Like I'm not okay with that. It's one thing when I separate art from artists. I look at it this way. If your art is one thing and you, and the things that you committed in your life are completely separate from that, I'm okay with that. That's different. But if you're putting the crime in the art, now I feel like you're making me an accomplice. And I ain't even asked to be here. I ain't asked to be a part of this shit. But you're literally detailing your crimes and putting your nastiness in the music so I can't separate it. You chose not to separate it anymore. And, and see, and that, that makes perfect sense, too. And I guess I was just looking at it as like, how how easy is it to sit here and take something that someone is doing and manipulate it into a way where it's like, all right, you know what? We can take what you said and what, and what, you, you, know, what you expressed and, and turn it into this. And make it seem like this now, because everything you said. That's true. I think there's going to be people that fall under that trap. There's going to be people that are just, I feel like with any law, right? With any law or anything that comes into play, there's going to be innocent people that become a victim of it because that's just how the world works. So like, let's say if we put in some sort of law to, um, because a place where there's a lot of, a, a lot of difficulty convicting people, sexual assault. Let's say you develop something, right? You come up with a plan, you come up with a law, you come up with something in place where it'll up the conviction rate when it comes to sexual assault. Upping the conviction rate doesn't mean that you're going to get it right every time. That doesn't mean that every time the person who's getting convicted is somebody who's actually guilty. And I think that's the hard part about looking at the law. When it comes to popular culture, the popular culture's relationship with law is already fucked up. But popular black culture's relationship with law is, like, warped. So to a certain extent, even the idea of, like, oh, let's up protections, let's up this, up that, it's it's met with skepticism mm. for good reason. So when we look at situations like that, it's like, damn, from the DA's perspective, and I know a lot of people that live in Atlanta, there's a lot of people that will tell you crime is fucking crazy. Cars getting broken into, wild shit happening, back to back to back shootings, all types of crazy stuff. And there's a lot of people who really do feel helpless in that city. So I understand a district attorney being like, if I keep picking up these small offenders and they keep giving me the same names and they keep attaching themselves to the same syndicates, the same this and that, I want to get these people off the streets. Right. I can understand that. I can look at that perspective and understand what is motivating that. And this is all based off assumption, assuming that that's how she feels. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. But right. I'm thinking as a DA, that is what you would want to do. Right. Now, what makes it crazy is when you look at these situations and they're all pointing in these directions of these people. And you look into these people's music and they're bragging about things, especially some of the situations apparently are situations where. And here's how you get caught. There was a particular set of set of lines where there was a crime that was committed. The police report was withheld from the public. So there are details that happened in the crime that outside of the police department, 
They say the only people who could have known what was going on as far as with this crime would have had to have been the people who committed it. If you confirm those things in your rap lyrics. I mean, you said what it you expect, it. like, what do you yeah, expect, expect them right, to do right, at right, that? Right. right. That, and that's all I was. And that's all I was saying earlier. Same thing. Same thing. Like if if they could pinpoint that factor that those contact clue, those contacts clues, what do you want them to do? Yeah, man, what man. The, what do you want them to do? They supposed to give you a pass now? Yeah, it's it's. Crazy. I mean, this could just go back to my thing. I mean, if you on any type of social media, you any type of public figure, you gotta watch what you say and do. Bro, anyway. outside of that, you fuck could that. just be creative, bro. As a person, you, you gotta be, watch yeah, what you do. You gotta, Even outside, you step out the door. Yeah, and you, you can't just and, go outside. And you can't just be saying shit. Yeah. Hey, man, we just was you know chilling, chilling. We had mad pounds on us on our way to where our destination was. That's not smart to just have that regular talk out at a restaurant. Exactly. Like, why are you in the airport committing felonies? And, and putting it on TikTok. Like, why are you why are you a doctor or a nurse playing around with people while they're asleep and then putting it on TikTok? Why are you, like, just certain things, it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, somehow I feel like the, the world got stupider. Somehow. Right. I don't think it's the world a- got dumber. I think, here's what I believe. I don't believe the world got dumber. What I believe is that there are more that people have more access to showcase themselves, which means we're able to see more dumb people. They already existed. They just weren't able to get to you before. Like I would never know anything about you. But now that social media is here, I see every fucking, it's a clout addiction. You know what I'm saying? People like they addicted to the clout, like people doing whatever to do to get that clout. And it's crazy because like you said, it's like we buying the rope. You yeah. know what I'm saying? We sitting there, we watching it, we viewing it, we sending it to this person. Yo, you seen this? You seen that? And it's validation. Like, it's yeah, yeah. It's kind of like it, here. Going back to that same analogy, it's kind of like a situation where imagine if it just became popping to hang yourself, and and people are so it's so pop like hanging yourself is just so popular. It's such a cool thing to do, and you know that if you do this people are going to look at you and you want people to look at you so bad that you don't care about the consequences of hanging yourself. Yeah. People yelling in the phone, talk about I'm at the hotel. I, we had the grips on us and, and niggas were scared to do that. I was like, what? Yeah. Like, that's just an example of like kind of how it go. Like, what are y'all doing? Are y'all are people who got beef yelling at the phone about where they about to be at or what happened here and there and all that. And then they expected to not come back. I, 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 I can't have sympathy for you because you're literally just totaling yourself. Yeah, I've, we've seen people shoot and kill each other over Facebook Live. We've seen people pull up on people using IG Live. We've seen so much over the years, and it just seems like you would think that we start adapting at this point. Like, we would start adapting and start moving a little smarter, moving a little better, but it doesn't feel like that adaptation is happening. Mm-mm. But, you know. I mean, at the end of the day... Hey, even if you out here in the streets and you capping, you know, I still should go to jail or whatever because you should be, you should be capping anyway. Goddamn it, stop the cap, stop the cap. That's all I'm cap gonna good, say. Cap I just, that's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, hey, that's shit. for real. We're going to go ahead and close it on that note, man. I go by the name of Reggie Days, and this has been yet another episode of Reality Bites, man. Feels good to be back. Today I was joined by my right-hand man. Shame the dream. And to my left. Yeah, yeah, chef. What it do? Thank y'all for listening. Later days. Ready?
an emotional roller coaster. With high so high, I could put bowl bowl on a poster. But when the bread get low, like four loaves and a toaster. Oh, the shoulders can't get cold as ten toes in Nova Scotia. Some days I hold a grudge, some days I hold a ghoster. Some days I just ghost her. Some days I'm supposed to the crib feel like a gunfight, but them strollers, that's the holster. We can make amends over old memes and mimosas. My mama know I ain't make my bed, but I'ma lay in it. Whether it's sandpaper, suede linen, whether I'm alone, a Creole lady mama laid in it. The same pajamas I was afraid in. I boogie man slave. My blankets conceal my blade in it. Emotional seesaw with two fat motherfuckers with strong knees and free fall. It's cloudy with a chance of meatballs. I check the weather. I gave all my vices a call. Let's get together to talk about the highs and lows, the ups and downs. The friends that I had to hide to come around. They told me that I knew you always come around. Come around, come around, come around, come around. To work out the highs and lows, the ups and downs. No need to hide, the skies is coming down. Go and get high, I promise you're coming down. Coming down, coming down, coming down, coming down. Eyes on the road, eyes on the road. Ain't your backs on the road. You gotta take the highs with the lows. Gotta take the highs with the lows. You're lost and you're running out of hope. Looking for the best way to cope. For the best way to cope. Cause know we all been there before. We all been there. Gotta take the highs with the lows. I was feeling lifeless. I had to cut my vices. Now the feeling that I feel is priceless. And the spirit want me to be righteous, but I know I might just relapse. Accepting these devices. Got so used to feedback, I couldn't tell what mine is. Sometimes all the outside noise just really blinds us. Beware. Believe none of what you see and half of what you hear. The best things in life on the opposite side of fear. I swear I see it clear like after the storm. Still, you can't stop the rain like the loose end song. My word is born like James. And why couldn't complain? Cause even when I did, niggas really couldn't feel my pain. That's the type of shit to drive a nigga insane. Wanna be numb like your thumb back flicking the flame. Back to square one, trying to overcome what you became. Like they was right, I guess you never gonna change. I guess when you it's never hard to gone. keep your eyes on the road. You start to feel your back on the road. Your back is you gotta take the highs with the low. The highs with the low. Gotta take the highs with the low. The highs with the low. Lost and you're running out of hope. And you're running. And you're looking for the best way to cope. Best way to cope. we all been there before. We all been there. You gotta take the highs with the low. The highs with the lows. To talk about the highs and lows, the ups and downs. The friends that I had to hide to come around. They told me that I knew you always come around. Come around, come around, come around, come around To work out the highs and lows, the ups and downs No need to hide, the skies is coming down Go and get high, I promise you're coming down Coming down, coming down, coming down, coming down Yes, in the most high.